a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Are you a pothead fucker? This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Hey-o. Live at Five. Live, 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 live. Thursday, uh, what is today? The 22nd of, uh, of June, beautiful day outside. We have uh, Michael Ratchford with us uh, this afternoon. Uh, one of many people that we've sat down talk, uh, to talk to right here on the Live at Five show. Jeff has done the same. Uh, needless to say, uh, it is b- the end of the political primary season, close to it at least, because Tuesday's the big day. As indicated, of course, on today's News Junkie. Uh, Yes, not much time to make your decision. And uh, hopefully AM 1240 has helped. I'm sure we have. Especially when it comes to not only programs like this, but Mike, um, you were, of course, at the uh, debate last uh, two days ago at the uh, Savory. And um, everything went very, very smoothly, I thought. Uh, Yes, sir. And I I was talking to Mr. Jim on on the way in right there. And I, I, I... a major respect to to the entire community broadcasters. The setup was fantastic. Mm-hmm. The, the moderation was great, and, mm-hmm. and and Jay there at the Savory, absolutely fantastic. Job. Yeah, no, Jay, Jay, Jay was ha- everyone was happy, including, and I noticed a lot of people that obviously came in after their job was over. People, you know, shuffling out of work for four thirty, got there early to get a good seat. And waited till the end. I didn't see anyone leave. No, I, I really didn't see anybody get up and leave either. But yeah, so that that was that was excellent, uh, and that's why we're community broadcasters. We're proactive. We want to know who's going to be running the city because right now a lot of people are somewhat disenfranchised. So you've been you, you've uh, twenty three years in the army, Michael. Yes, sir. You're from Alabama. Originally from Alabama. And uh, why did you why did you want to stay here? You retired. I, I'm retired, uh, just over two years now. Do you still do any military service, like in the reserves or anything of that sort? No, sir. I'm, I'm completely out. Uh, uh, just so, waiting so, for the knock on the door, I guess. So when Taiwan is invaded, you're going to be ready to go? We can no, always get called. I'm, I'm just being disrespectful. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm being paranoid. If anything, sometimes paranoia is good thinking because a lot of crazy stuff is going on in the world. But aside from that, you you stay. I I read years ago, Mike, that a lot of uh, uh, soldiers, whether they're high ranking or not, who retire have a tendency to stay in the North Country. Then I hear the other flip side of uh, younger guys, E4s, 5s, 6s, guys like you went 23 years ago. Ah, there's nothing to do here. There's the women. They're not enough. We have nothing to do. So what is it? What's the appeal? Why did you stay here? Well, the North Country is, I like to say, a little hidden treasure, first and foremost. One, just maybe not the city of Watertown itself, but we have some of the most beautiful state parks Mm -hmm. in in any state. And I've got a chance to visit most of them, by the way, you know, everywhere from Jacques Cartier to Long Point to, we have beautiful state parks Mm -hmm. Uh, on top of that. You know, I I like to say both weeks of summer are very nice, Yeah, (laughs) right, right. but, uh, uh, but overall uh, we, we actually have some of the best weather outside the snow, obviously. Sure. But even in the snow, Mm -hmm. and I was the guy that came in and it's like, Oh, it's snow. I'm not used to the winters. And that's sort. I tried it all. I went ice skating, uh, snowmobiling, snowmobiling, snowboarding, yeah. fell, fell a lot. But once you try it all, you realize that, yet again, it's this little treasure in the north, and sure. it's fantastic. Yeah, the weather uh, this time of year, needless to say, I mean, look at the weather down by you in Alabama and Texas in excess of over 110 degrees, and it's not even really summer, summer yet. The dog days are ahead of us. Uh, so fascinating. So, all right, so you, you, st- you stay here, but not only do you stay here, 
You stay in the city of Watertown. Why did you do that? Oh, yes, sir. Yet again, uh, and I tell everybody this. First off, I, I fell in love with my better half. Okay. And a woman I, from up here. She is, uh, Sherry is an absolutely amazing uh, woman, and she's uh, born and raised right here in uh, Watertown. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with her, then I fell in love with the city. Isn't that something? Yes, wow. sir. Well, do you own a house? I We do not own a house. Mm-hmm. And as we looked over the past two years in, in retirement, there was a small window that we looked at a few properties. But obviously now, uh, at least on the economic side, it is not a good time to buy a house. Because of the uh, the interest rates? Absolutely. So, yeah, sure, Absolutely. sure. But it is a buyer's market because there's a lot of available great houses if you have the ability to fix them up. Sure. Um, but uh, because, you know, the, you know, the average house in this town is over 100 years old. Uh, but uh, so there's a lot of issues. So you've been here eight years. Was it the current administration that's in city council right now? Was that a motivating factor to why you're running right now, Michael? Sure. Really, I'd say more than than the than the last council, the ones currently serving now, and and some of the I'm going to use the, the term economic and physical decisions uh, more than even a few. Absolutely, mm-hmm. this is. And I consider. Adopted now. This is this is my city. Sure, so sure. and so, just like all the other residents, we want to make it better. Whatever that may be. And if the city council, you know, our elected representatives, if you don't really feel like they're representing the interests and perspectives of, of the city, mm-hmm. something needs to change. Sure. Uh, it was it. I mean, again, we we sometimes people say, well, you talk too much about the golf course, too much about the north side pool. Well, I got to ask you, Michael. Was it those two, you know, what's been going on as far as the lack of decorum in City Hall and people yelling at each other about little gavels and whatnot? Well, what what put you over the top? So, sure. And again, being a veteran and all, all I think all my veterans, brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. and I said this during the debate, we protected democracy. Yes, you that, did. That was our job. Right. We had two jobs, to deter war at all costs and then win in combat. Hmm. And, and in doing that, we protected you know, this constitution and our nation, right? Mm-hmm. So you get a bigger respect for what you're protecting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when you come back and you hang up that uniform and it's in your closet, mm-hmm. you suddenly realize all those years of not having the luxury of having a political ideal. Right. Now you can, and you should use that very thing you protected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people in politics right now that were just like yourself, uh, so I uh, did service not only in the military, but uh, abroad w- within combat zones, Afghanistan, Iraq. You've done all that. You started your career in, in Serbia under Bill Clinton. How old were you at the time? So let's see. And that was 1999. So I, I wasn't quite 20. Wow. My first deployment. Yes, sir. So what made you join the Army? Let me ask you that. I come from a long line. What, so, like Greg Sinise's uh, character in, well, uh, in the Forest Coast? <laughs> actually, you, you say that, and, yeah. and, and that comparison is pretty much the yeah. truth. So, it's a good, yeah, it's uh, a good thing. We did our genealogy, and it goes all the way back to the 1600s, by the way. So every mm-hmm. wow. major wow. combat operation, um, and we're talking French and Indian, you know, pre- right. pre-revolutionary, there's been a direct male descendant in my bloodline that has fought in it. That's incredible. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm always proud of you know my my dad was a little late to the to the uh, to the game, but he was there at the tail end of World War II. My my uncle Ted, no uh, blood relation, but he was there in Pearl Harbor when that happened in uh, December of '41. So I just I just can't imagine, I can't fathom what 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 you know what what those guys did, what you have done. And uh, it, it just and I I'm sure you're sick and tired of hearing this, but thank you for your service, Michael Ratchford. Man. 
certain no veteran gets started. Yeah, I know, right. But sometimes they feel like we really should be doing more than that uh, because the world is crazy. But we're not here to talk about politics. But there is one question that, of course, Jeff always brings to the surface. And I got to bring it up, too, because despite the fact that uh, you're running for in, in a nonpartisan race, no one cares about Republicans or Democrats. But at the end of the day, we really do. And I think it I think it's important. So I, and I know your 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 affiliation. You are a Republican. Yes, sir. Uh, are the majority of people in the military Republicans or do you even know that? It, it, I think the studies really go back and forth on that. But but obviously kind of the conservative nature of the military and, and kind of the very job nature of wearing that uniform mm-hmm. does put. A, a, a very wide majority on that conservative stance. Sure, sure. I mean, not to say, I mean, there's, there's a lot of generals that are Democrats, but, you know, you go back to Eisenhower, you go back, it just seems like it's a perfect fit for, for the more of the conservative side of things. Sure. Uh, but that said, it, you know, really, you know, again, it doesn't matter. It is a question that we, that we bring up because people like to know that. And I think it's to your advantage, would you say that? Because this is somewhat of a very conservative town. It is. Yeah. Uh, and so, and, and your girlfriend and yourself, you know, you, you, you live in, near or on Winslow Street, not too far from a competitor or someone running for the same office. That, of course, is Mr. Timothy Babcock. So, uh, uh, so, but at, at this juncture, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? 43 in August, I'll be 44. Young man, uh, when you were in the Army, was there any type of, like, I'm going to be running for office in my platoon, whatever, in my brigade? Have you ever run for a political office before? Absolutely, first time, Mr. Curry. Isn't that something? So let me ask you, who is your aspira- Who is your inspiration? Do you have one? One of my biggest, and, and this is even some, and I hate to use the word platform or agenda, those for me is always going to be representation, Yeah, but but it's Kennedy first and foremost. Really? As a Democrat, though. And, well, that's fine. Uh, but You're talking about John F. Kennedy? Yes, sir. Well, what about his uh, nephew, uh, Robert, F. K., uh, Robert Kennedy Jr.? What, what say you about him? Well, I... <laughs> You know that that's that's probably a side that uh, you know you're talking presidential. Yeah, right, so, right, right. Um, he doesn't have a chance, but I like well, his politics. Sure, sure. And I, I think that's what we have to admit. If sure. We kind of look towards that side of the street. And, you know, but, I don't think he's got a chance. So. He doesn't have a chance, but he is. He does represent the old school Democrats, which have certainly have changed. And if you saw what happened to Adam Schiff yesterday in the Hill, when the Republicans declined to get uh, to keep him in his position there in that particular committee, uh, everyone started yelling shame, and and it was just it was really disgusting what's happened to the Democratic Party. And yet, RFK, excuse me, John F. Kennedy uh, was in World War II, wrote a book about England, why they slept, uh, all that stuff. So that's that that's a pretty good inspiration. Uh, There's no Ken, doubt about Kennedy, it. Kennedy, one of the absolute best presidents. It's a it's a shame that uh, he was taken from us uh, uh, when that when that all went down. Okay, so. Um, you go to, I, I hear that you attend, uh, city council meetings. I, the majority, uh, again, yep. I, I've said this before, I, I kind of, for now, like the armchair quarterback Yeah, sure. and, and that really gives me a chance to kind of, uh, be that coach after the game, sure. rewind, play it back, rewind, play it back and look at mannerisms, mm-hmm. study individuals, um, the, the approachment of individuals, things of that, that nature. Do you put yourself in their situation like, well, I would react this way to that particular scenario and do a question? I'm sure you do well, that. Well, of course, you, you have to. Yeah. If, if any you know thoughts of political office comes through your mind, you, you have to put yourself in that situation. But the second perspective on that is you need that moment to, of calmness, of of external realization to think about both sides mm-hmm. and do it calmly mm-hmm. and basically uh, under that situation to be able to train not under fire mm-hmm. How about that mm-hmm. uh, and as, as you know I've, I lost my frame of thought but um, when when you when you sit there watching that 
Um, and I hate to bring it up, I just did, but uh, do you think there's a lack of decorum in recent months at uh, City Hall? Particularly between you know who and you know who. So absolutely, <laughs> there, there is definitely been a loss of uh, civility, and I think we used the term uh, used to use the term gentlemanly behavior, right? And I think we, we used to say it in the south, in the south quite a lot. That right. That's not very gentlemanly behavior. And then in the military, we'd say that's not very officer-like. So right. Right. It, and I said this at the debate the other night, and I stand by it. Elected representatives, it's a two-way street. Mm-hmm. You have to have the respect of the position of the voters that put you there, and mm-hmm. you have to hold to that behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and that's your entire tenure. You're, you're held, and that's also, and just like I said the other night, mm-hmm. it's also respect that the democratic process worked. Right. And right now, if the city of Watertown doesn't believe that worked correctly, right, go vote. Right. Right. Exactly. Or in this case, I'm I'm going to take a good guess. That Tuesday's numbers will be off the charts in comparison to recent primaries, and it's indicative because we got ten people running, and I can't remember the last time that happened. There were literally cycles where we couldn't get enough people to run or even have a, a spinoff for a primary. Sure, but now we do, and I think obviously, and you know this, is that the park and and this 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 talk about uh, uh, pools, but I think there's also other national um, headlines. That are really being, you know, that are bothering people, that are, that that force people after work to go into a room inside a bar and watch a, a two-hour debate. There's a lot of motivating factors here, which is why you're here, which is why people are more more or less paying attention to this, which is why every question that was answered the other night was scrutinized. And from what I heard, uh, you know, just from my own survey and whatnot, everyone did a great job. I'm not picking out anyone. But they were very impressed with you, Michael. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah. So, uh, what, 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 what? You know, that, that must make you feel good. But what do you? What, what is it that you have that perhaps people said? You know, responded that way. And, and Mr. Curry, we were talking a little bit off the air, and it, like you said, I'm I'm not a native, and so that's I that's my biggest struggle. Mm-hmm. It, I don't think it's so much on my military career. You know, being on the logistics and procurement side, and and actually having the years and decades of experience of spending taxpayers' money or, sure. or even uh, my personal education, which is soon to be a master's in economics. Well, good for you. I, I, yeah. Thank you. And, and that's through Empire State, by the way. Oh, of course. One of sure. our SUNY schools. Yeah, which is way. awesome. A little yeah. plug there. Yeah, so. right. Well, isn't it through the state office building, if I'm not mistaken? Do they still have their office there? I thought they did. So the I my college mentor, she keeps an office on base. Yeah, okay. So it's pretty easy to work with. Yeah. And so you, you, got, you have to bring that... And along with all the other candidates, but there is some qualified candidates. That talent pool that was sitting on that stage sure. the other night, sure. uh, absolutely. And, and you know, I mm-hmm. wow, the, the city has talent. Yeah, right. by the way, and and, right. and just just like the other the other night, whenever I said this, either way, mm-hmm. uh, the city will be in better hands. Yeah. So you're saying that this is the turning point for our city council. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I really believe, again, anybody on that stage, I and mean, we kept all used the same theme of uh, being physically conservative, right. economic conservative, and things of this nature. Right. Everybody was using the exact same theme. Mm-hmm. So that's going to shift. Right, right, you know, right. One way or another. Well, I mean, uh, Mayor, former Mayor Jeff Cram and Hotline host, of course, says refers to him as the gang of three. And I refer to them as the progressives of the city council the first time we've ever seen that. Uh, because a lot of progressive moves have been made, and a lot of money has been spent in the process. My theory is, Mike, that uh, a lot of money came on, you know, on the scene of obviously from COVID. I believe the figure was like twenty-three million dollars, 
And Jeff Graham would say, geez, I'd like to be slicing that car, uh, that uh, carving that turkey or steak, whichever you meant. And it, it's, people have a tendency to go overboard and say, hey, now we can, now we can fulfill our, our political uh, campaign promises. We're going to have a pool in every corner, essentially. Do you see it that way? Do you think that they took advantage of the of this ample amount of money that we got in recent years and says, what does it matter anyway? This is what I said during my campaign. So I'm not going to be fiscally responsible. We're going to build a pool despite the fact that we know that the numbers that's quoted the other night from Pat Hickey himself, the numbers are for the for people that actually use pools are down. But yet we're going to spend upwards of $4 million to fix one. What say you about that? Sure. And, and, and the pool, just like the golf course. You're right. When we, when we look at the pool, first and foremost, okay. So what are we at? Three million and counting. Now? I think it's three point eight. Well, three point four. It's it's funny. It's somewhat similar. And uh, the, the 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 golf course was three point four, but then you got at least another fifty thousand to sure. fix what should have been assessed in the basement, and then the pool uh, it, uh, in the north side is at three point eight million. So in, three, you know, what seven seven plus at this point and, and counting no, at on, least, on these two. Sure, and, and I'll use the term shiny things. Mm-hmm. The first little shiny thing gets thrown in some, like, ooh, I, I want this. You know, right. we, we, we're kind of living in this uh, Amazon world. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got Prime. I can get this in two days. Right, right. Well, right. that's the problem when we lack that conservative long-term savings approach. And mm-hmm. I think we've probably all read the stories or seen them on TV. I won the lottery, and six months later, I was flat broke. It happens. So the city should not be one of those statistics. Mm-hmm. It, we should take every bit of that money, you know, uh, put it in long, long-term projects, mm-hmm. uh, any sort of, uh, authorized municipality savings, you know, that right. the comptroller would give us things right. of this nature. Right. But that doesn't seem to fo- be the focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we do put things where, where we need major infrastructure repair, where we need major, major water repair. And, and obviously we, there's long litigation bills, which I'd like to see completely go away, mm-hmm. um, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we spin it again on that first shiny thing, right. in, instead of taking that conservative approach, and and that's also why just a few years from now, if we don't change our ways, we're we're going to be beyond broke, right, well right. well into the hole. We're going to be Ogdensburg, is what I say, and, and that's going to be a problem, right? And 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 the looming uh, big big issue, and, and Jeff talks about this, is our contract is ending with National Grid. Now Jeff seems to think there's no negotiating to this. This it's just the way the wor- way of the world, and uh, that means a lot of revenue is lost there. What, what's I mean? This really didn't come up in the debate the other night. It doesn't come up enough. In fact, it was an issue that was brought up in previous uh, primary se- seasons years ago. But we don't talk about that. Are, are we not focused on on something that ultimately is going to be the, I, I, the the deciding factor to our to the, to the fate of our economic stability in this town. What say you about National Grid and the contract coming up? Sure, and, and again, one of our three major revenue sources, uh, right? Hydro plant being one, mm-hmm. and, um, sales tax and the property tax, kind of, and there's a few other odds and licenses mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So when we look at the hydroelectric plant, and, and this is you know sitting here running for office, this is going to be a challenge I put to our current council, mm-hmm. by the way. One thing and I continue to say in, in all my interviews and things of this nature is let's not leave this for the next generation. Mm-hmm. Let's not push this down the road. Let's quit kicking this can. Mm-hmm. And so everybody who's holding those positions right now, everybody who's voted into those uh, positions, mm-hmm. nobody's given up their seat realistically till January. Right, right. So we have a few months mm-hmm. for the 
current city council mm-hmm. to not kick this can down the road, mm-hmm. submit negotiations, whether they fell or not. Let's at least put a foot forward and attempt put something in writing, mm-hmm. uh, at least a, a, what we call a, a good faith trial mm-hmm. even. And so, I, again, I, I challenge the, certain, the current sitting council, let's not push this to the next council. Mm-hmm. Let, let's correct it. But if you do, that's going to be some of the first some of my first priorities, let's start that negotiation. Sure. Let's move this along. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, maybe talk about a compromise on revenue, consma- uh, compromise on transmission, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Let's get that conversation started. Interesting. Uh, so, and let's backtrack a bit. I said it's it's somewhat obligatory, and yet people don't want to go back and beat a dead horse. But did we make a bad decision on the golf course at the price, or would you have purchased it to begin with at any price? And again, I, I, I put three tests uh, against this uh, the first off and, and granted I, I know the city bylaws this would have never gone to general referendum hmm. but if it would have right we have to acknowledge it would not have passed nah. so right. that that's test number one and if you're representing the people mm-hmm. your quality check if you will is will you your vote pass general referendum right exactly if it doesn't right. you're not representing the people sure. so test sure. one it felt mm-hmm. test two in, in, in granted, there's a discussion saying it wasn't just a business; it was it was a, a land deal, a historical. Right. Deal. But as many have said, we're going to use the revenue from the golf course. Well, okay. Well, Mr. Curry, if you, myself, anybody else walked into a financial institution, mm-hmm. here's my business plan. Right. I want a business loan for X, Y, Z. There's not a financial risk manager at any institution that would have signed off on that business loan. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. would not have happened. Mm-hmm. Hence, it took three out of five to purchase it. Mm-hmm. The four out of five, which that had been the bond right. or right, right. borrowing money, right. it wouldn't have passed the scrutiny test. Interesting. And the third... So it, that's two strikes right there. That's and, and the third test would be the historic value. Mm-hmm. Granted, again, I, I love the history of the city, by the way. So, mm-hmm. again, Mr. Thompson's dream, sure, we, we, we get that aspect, right? right? right so, right. you know, let's continue to land... Mm-hmm. How much financial bleeding of the taxpayers would have been required for that history? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. oh, that's true. Yeah, you, the legacy of John Thompson, he was outbid and so forth. I could never quite understand why, here it is, and this I think this is a good point. We have 65 new acres to develop, and yet we have arguably 1,500 ghost homes and lots that are empty that are on the grid, you know, the grid, obviously that's your, 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 um, you know, all your connections to the sewer, to national grid, sidewalk services, and so forth. Why would we want to look at the future of, say, three $400,000 homes up, in, which is a nice, grandiose idea, but to me, the focus should be on the actual city itself and the 80 miles that we have here in the city of Waterton. Do you agree with yeah, that? You're absolutely, that infrastructure has to come first. Yeah. And why why we look at a, a golf course and and look our our new superintendent a greenskeeper look he's done a fantastic oh, job. tremendous uh, yeah wow I mean S- uh, Scott he, and uh, Mr North yeah it, look he he's absolutely Jordan. done a fantastic yeah. take nothing against his mm-hmm. role whatsoever mm-hmm. but we have to acknowledge this isn't Beth Page Black no so yeah. this isn't Pinehurst number three this mm-hmm. isn't Robert Trent Jones right. It, it's a pretty darn good course, though. It's a good course. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, yeah. And again, he's done a fantastic yeah. job. Well, I, And the course was in good shape prior to that, other than the whole issue with a blade of grass and the 18th and the first tee. But overall, that, that course has been very well designed sure, over the years. A- absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's not at no. that level. No. Um, it, 
Could it be? Sure. Mm -hmm. I don't want to bleed any more taxpayers to get it to a PGA course, though. <laughs> right, right, I, right. I, I think we should use the money on, on other things. You know, sure. Our, our water issue, uh, you know, the negotiation, uh, the, the litigation to mm -hmm. get this power back. the way it's, but, and, and several other projects like that. Sure. Not a golf course. 755-1240 uh, is the number we're already done in our first half hour here. We do have someone on the phone. Grab your headsets there, Mike. I know they're not the greatest. Tell me if you, tell me if you can hear me. Okay, great. All right, so let's uh, go to the phones. Hi, we have a question for Michael Ratchford. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Danny Francis. Are you taking any calls? Yeah, uh, no, I'm taking calls. Come on, oh, you're on the air. You're on the air. I want to say, uh, I don't know what his chances of winning. Probably not good. All right. You know, you know why I say that? Why do you say it? By the way, you're on the air, Danny, just to let everyone know. He's too damn smart and too informed. Well, there you go. That's a backhanded compliment. He's perfect for city council. Of the 30 years I've been here watching city council candidates, even running myself a couple of times, <clears throat> he's he's really uh, he's an ideal candidate for it that way, and I hope he wins. Interesting, and of course this is coming from a city uh, resident, Danny Francis and Marine, Mr. I'm Danny retired. Francis. What's that? I'm retired. And retired. Well, once a Marine, always a Marine. Isn't that the way it is, Danny? I think they say something like that. Maybe right. Some, maybe some soldier might disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> But I worked for I worked for the Army for 24 years too after I retired from the Marine Corps. So I was out of Fort Drum. That's true. I remember. He was recruiting command. So uh, I have a great respect for the Army, and my oldest son was in the Army too. Oh, awesome. Well, Danny, I guess uh, rather Michael, you got uh, you got one vote here, and that's uh, Mr. Danny Francis. If I, can, if I can twist my wife's arm, two votes. All right, there you go. So you might have two. It's, okay. uh, it's up to Danny. He's got to twist his wife's arm. All right, well, thank you, Danny. Thank you very much. That's uh, Danny Francis. Hi, you have a question for Michael Ratchford? Yeah, thanks, uh, Glenn. No problem. Uh, Mike, I voted for you yesterday. I'm going to give you a shot. I think you're a, sound like a very smart man. No uh, business. What I wanted to ask is this city is so, has so much money tied up in consultants where we have people on our payroll we don't use. We go outside the box for every issue. And uh, I want the decisions made here, if at all possible, without else. I don't know how much money we tie up every year with people from outside the area calling the shots. And uh, good luck to you, sir. Well, there you go. Uh, well, thank you very much. Any any comments? Uh, you got two, um, two, two yays and no nays, Michael. That's pretty good. Two for two. Uh, yes, sir. And uh, Mr. Curry, I didn't catch that last caller's name, but uh, it, Mr. Danny, if you're we still... We don't know his name. All right. Well, Mr. Danny, if you're still listening, uh, and I think I said this the other day, sir, uh, Semper Fi, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and also, Mr. Danny, uh, thank you very much uh, for the compliments, and, and thank you for listening to, to all the candidates, by the way. So I, I, our last caller was talking about outside uses, by the way. So I, I did have a couple ideas and really haven't had a chance to talk to many people about these, by the way. So mm -hmm. the state of New York has some of the most outstanding education program. Okay, mm -hmm. and, and look, we, we can go down, you know, there's some colleges are liberal, things like that. It's, at, Mr. Curry, I think it's a discussion for a different time. Sure. I, I'd love to take you up on that. Oh, but yeah, yeah. The, the, especially on our, our state schools and our other schools. So when we start looking at not only our water issue, but even our, our electric issue there, if we had the chance to talk to some of our uh, civil engineer masters and soon to be doctorate levels, if we look to some of those programs and say, hey guys, would you do us a favor? Would you come down to Watertown? Mm -hmm. Everybody's trying to do something for their dissertation and I get it, school's tough. You're always looking for new projects sure. to impress your professors, right? So you get all these programs, you bring them down, you have them take a look, especially on the civil engineer side. Guys, take a look. Let's work with even our Army Corps engineers. They'll come out for free, by the mm -hmm. way. They love that sort of stuff. Interesting. So let's get these guys together. 
uh, get them to provide some uh, summary feedback and results. You know, it wouldn't really cost the city almost anything. You know, we we probably buy these guys a you know a couple of meals and you know a couple of things like that. Right, right. But but these are some of the smartest people coming from some of the uh, smartest schools. Mm-hmm. So why don't we reach out and use these guys? It's right here in the state, and it's right down the road. Sure. So you're saying you could tap into someone who's looking for their you know doctorate or thesis, you know create. You know, you utilize the intellect that we have up here it, in St. Lawrence County at yeah, Clarkson. Y- yes, sir. Yeah, all our, it's already there. And, you know, and again, this is something these guys would love to be a part of. It. Mm-hmm. You know, they put that on on their their dissertation or whatever the case may be. Sure. I was part of helping the city of Watertown not become the next Flint, Michigan. Right, right. It's it's, it's it, fascinating. Or they, or to build a, a submarine that doesn't implode at seven thousand feet. Yeah, the, the opportunities are there, and it's and the opportunities are clearly there not to use taxpayers' money to do this. Mm-hmm. If the and the, the phrase I like to do is, uh, if you take your car to the mechanic, mm-hmm. the mechanic's going to tell you, well, good thing you brought it in when you did. Mm-hmm. And now there's eight up charges. Right, right, so right. if you start with a private firm, mm-hmm. well, good thing you called us when you did. Right. So let's tap into some of these free, unbiased resources before we just start dropping money on these private firms. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people, including the unions, would have a problem with that because this is a, a, a union state. You know that. Absolutely. Yeah. Y- y- I mean, there's a lot, and that's why the, the cost of, you know, for instance, uh, just as an example, you're from Alabama. At around the same time, a lot of stadiums were being built, including Texas Stadium, where the Dallas Cowboys play, a retractable dome. They call it, you know, the spaceship, one of the most incredible, uh, you know, uh, uh, projects ever, ever built. And it was built for $500 million less than Giant Stadium in Jersey at the same year and no dome. Again, that's Jersey, that's Northeast politics. Everything is at a cost. That's why we're, we're looking at a pool for almost $4 million. But if you build that somewhere in someone's house, it's not going to be $4 million. If you build that for a municipality down in Alabama, your home state, they're not going to charge that much money. Nowhere near that. Much. So yep. it, everything is at a cost. Um, weather, taxes, people leaving the state, New York, California, Illinois, blue states, sure. are losing all that. So your idea is fantastic, ideally. But unfortunately, something like that, it's just it, no one's going to bring that to the table. You have some labor issues yeah. you'd have to. But, but again, it's, it's ideas like that, sure. though, that we're not even starting to explore. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's one of many. And, and again, that every, every idea can be broke down. But sure. But, sure. Mm-hmm. but again, nobody's even begun to use some of these uh, ideas. Yeah. Use. And by the way, Clarkson, it really is it's, it's the caliber of Ivy League as far as uh, – engineering is concerned it's right in our backyard let's do a break we're talking to michael ratchford uh city count one of 10 uh candidates for city council we're going to do a break right now and we'll be back with the live at five show right after this roof looking older than you are finding more tiles in your lawn than grass it's time to go for herringes contracting the people who call you back talking to uh, michael ratchford and I, I we're talking about your hometown of uh home state i should say of alabama are you a big uh, forrest gump fan so look, I I think that's one of the best movies ever made. It is, it really. The, the, yeah, the, the writing, the story, and and the act. It's absolutely fantastic. You know, they were going to do a sequel, and this is a little known story, and I read up on it recently. They were going to do a sequel, and they were about to unleash the the script, and they were going to start production, in of all times, September of two thousand one, and Greg Sinise, who played da- uh, Lieutenant Dang, who lost his legs in the army, got titanium steel. We all know the thing. But you know, the original Forrest Gump kind of explored historical things with Johnson, Kennedy, Nixon, sure. turn, you know, putting them all into perspective, Elvis Presley. So the second one was going to be during the 80s. So Lieutenant Dang, according to the article I wrote, read, rather, uh, dies. He, he, he gets uh, into politics and is assassinated. 
I was like, whoa, that's, that, that's dark. And then he, and he gets into other things about AIDS and, and Reagan and all this other stuff. And it just seemed very, very dark. And then 9-11 happened and they just scrapped it all together. I think that was a blessing in disguise. Sometimes you can't screw with, with, with perfection because Forrest Gump was. There's no doubt about it. But I got to ask you, from Alabama, Alabama fan or Auburn fan? Alabama. It's got to be all, What is it with, I mean, I always thought, and it's still the case, Notre Dame fans are the most rabid fans in the world until I started hanging out with people who are from either from Alabama or the kids went there. It's a different story down there. It's, well, football is just different in the South. But um, no, it's really different in Alabama. So and, and so you bring up Notre Dame, and here's the funny thing: uh, we literally have pictures in our house, and it's Crimson Tide on one side, right. it's, it's Notre Dame on there, and in between, oh, wow. it, it literally says a house divided. Yeah, uh, Sherry is the most diehard Notre Dame fan you're ever going to meet. Oh, and your household up here. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. she's from here, and she, and she has no no skin in the game when it comes to Southern uh, schools. I'm assuming. Well, not. When, uh, Notre Dame, I mean, quite, she is that Irish fan, true and true and true. God, so, wow. And so we, we try to watch the games yeah. all the time. We, right. we, we love college football, and we even uh, even like some of our uh, uh, local high school teams, obviously. So, sure. Uh, but uh, we, we obviously feel when the pros, everything falls apart, you know. Yeah. And, and not to get too much off subject, but right. football in, in our household, mm-hmm. that is a Saturday tradition that w- does not change. Mm. That we, we are next to that TV. We don't even actually care who's playing, by the way. Yeah, right. You just want to watch and football. Th- then, unfortunately, every time uh, the, the Irish you know, have to play Crimson Tide. Yeah, that, how often does that happen? Well, every time Notre Dame loses. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I like that. I, I walked right into that one. Uh, Brett Musburger liked uh, he, he almost got fired for it because uh, one of the quarterback's girlfriend was in the crowd. Is oh, boy. You know, Brent Musburger. Sure, sure. The women down here in Alabama, the Crimson Tide, boy, they're just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Now, he got a lot of heat for that. It was like 10, 12 years ago. I kind of agree with the guy. What is it? What's in the water down there? Everyone looks great. So, and, and I think uh, Mr. Graham uses the, the yeah. term. Mr. I, Graham. Uh, uh, Sorry. <laughs> I, different raising, obviously. No, no, you, you I can hear that. So. No, no, I'm just kidding. He, he uses this term, yeah. fetching. Yeah, fetching. I mean, it's uh, this right. is such, an, such an old school uh, term. You, you don't hear that anymore. And no, he's right. Uh, it's, it's a good one. Yeah, or or, it's, uh, I, I, or some creepy guys on Facebook when someone posts a picture of themselves. is stunning, stunning, just look great. You know, and, and my fetching better half, I'm yeah. sure she's listening. Right yeah, now, yeah. But, and, oh, I hope she's listening. I'm probably going to you know catch it when I come back home. Don't talk bad about the Irish. And, uh, uh, and her dad's probably saying the same thing. Yeah, the way, well, so. no, it's all it's all spirited, and uh, that's good. As long as you as long as you're rooting for football and you're not a soccer fan, it's just, that's all that really matters. You know, great. when I see football fans beat the crap out of each other, says, save that for the soccer fans too. Can you do that? Because it's not a sport, for the record. All right, so eight years, your wife is from here. Oh, your, your girlfriend, your your significant other from here. Yes, sir. What does she say about Watertown? Is she from here all, 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 her whole life? Born and raised, one hundred percent here. So, is she has she seen a noticeable difference in her lifetime, young woman? Sure, and you know, and I'm not going to speak too much on her behalf, but you know, she she tells me about past mayors, you know. Past but that's that's a good reflection because you she has the history here. She sure, said, "Boy, sure. back in the day, we well, that block didn't look like that." Well, her and and her parents both, sure. you know, and sure. you know, I'm not going to say all the places they they live, you know, mm-hmm. just a little, little privacy there. Yeah, um, sure. But you, they lived right there close to Winslow, mm-hmm. and and now they live uh, uh, just off of another major very old street here mm-hmm. okay so i'll say that sure. so there uh yeah. in particular uh, her, her mom is uh, you know kind of generations from this area right uh, right so 
yes, they, it is a wealth of knowledge. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything uh, their family sure. teaches me about the city. So when you went up to your girlfriend and her family and said, hey, I'm going to run for city council, what was their reaction? Well, yeah, of course, you, you, get, you get kind of this snicker first. Mm-hmm. Then you kind of get this laugh. And, mm-hmm. and, and then, you know, especially as, as long as I, I've, I say been a member of the family, there, mm-hmm. that they, they know when I put my mind to something, interesting. Uh, just like my military career and, and and school and everything else, I don't stop till it's done. Hmm. And so that 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 was it was a quick laugh to know, oh, he's serious, mm-hmm. and and I am absolutely serious, Mister Gary. Yeah, well, that that and so they know you obviously very well, and they know that you're you're task oriented and that you're going to start something, you, you're going to you're going to finish it. Yes, sir. So you, you going to the city council meetings, going door to door. And I asked this to everybody with Michael Ratchford here, city council candidate, one of 10. He was at the debate the other night, a very successful event. We learned a lot about you, but we go a little bit, obviously, a lot further here on AM 1240's Live at Five shows and on the hotline shows. When you go door to door, obviously, you know, oh, the golf course. and then, Oh, we don't need another pool. What are the other outstanding issues that you've been hearing? Hey, we- we're going to hear that that road repair infrastructure uh, a lot, and yeah, I think the common conversation. And this is one of my mini book, notebooks, by I the way. I see that. So, yeah. And uh, you know, not to uh, diverge too much, but so uh, my ratio was about seven or eight to one. So I talked to some people. I got one signature basically. So hmm. um, it looks like in some of my records, I talked about fourteen hundred and some odd people. Wow. And and number one, uh, the, and again, that's a sample size. Right. And again, uh, they're all somehow in the area mm-hmm. maybe not registered vote or you know take a pick right there mm-hmm. but out of those 14 some 100 not one person was in favor of the golf course hmm. Hmm. kind of seems like yeah, right rep- right right maybe maybe something's not being represented maybe there was a voice not clearly being being heard there right right and again that's a sample size and that's a fair discussion mm-hmm. and then and again it's the roads it's it's our sidewalks um in this uh now we have to back up to get into certain spots. So right. yeah. it's, it's a learning curve. It, and then the other thing is, is priorities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in some of my uh, trend data, yeah. uh, my statistics, if, if you will, mm-hmm. um, it was the, the lack of priorities. Mm-hmm. And, and so in the military, we would clearly say uh, any commander working with the staff, he'd say, this is number one. Mm-hmm. This is number four. Mm-hmm. If you can't get to four, I don't care. You complete number one. Interesting. And so when we organize our, our, our city business uh, the exact same way, mm-hmm. and, and then everybody's on board. Mm-hmm. There's no question this is the priorities. And what we would do in our, our larger uh, meetings with, with other either logistics officers or senior commanders or things, mm-hmm. we would have a priority meeting. Mm-hmm. And we would clearly design. We'd say, oh, sir, I present, blah, blah, blah. Right. Okay, this, right. we, we said this is one, this is four. Commander mm-hmm. signed off on it. Right. The whole team knew from that moment forward hmm. there was no question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a lack of that sort of uh, doctrine or procedural uh, in, in our current city council. Well, yeah, because ideally they're on opposite ends of the political coin sure. and they're, they're just going to, now in the army, you, you, there's, there's people within, you know, your group that you might not agree with, but you have a common cause and you work together. You see that in teamwork. Perhaps you played football yourself. There was a lot of people that you didn't like on the football team, Correct. but you all had, you all had the same goal. It looks like we have a, a, a council of five people, obviously, that are just, they don't have the same, they don't have the same goals in front of them. But that's not uncommon in city politics. And, and no, and, and that's, that's why we have, you know, four council members and, and one mayor. Right. Obviously, you know, it's, it's to represent, you know, the, uh, the, the people's interest and perspective. Sure. But we don't have to all agree on the same goals. Mm-hmm. We can say all these are goals. Mm-hmm. 
But what we need to agree on is the priorities. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, one may be totally for the pool, another may be totally for uh, infrastructure, roads, and, and things of this nature. And that's fine. You have, have different goals on that. You, you, you quite possibly represent, represent a different perspective. But then the council needs to vote together mm-hmm. and say, of these goals, mm-hmm. this is number one. Right, right. Put them all out there, mm-hmm. but then say, this is city number one, number two, and then post that in all the city offices. Hmm. Whether it's whether it's our, 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 our great police officers, whether it's our firefighters, right. DPW, our Senate, post it there. Mm-hmm. The city says this is our goals. Mm-hmm. This is our mission statement. Right, 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 right. And the mission statement could be we're gonna you know we're gonna strive to have a better, less acid content in our city water or something of that nature. What whatever number right, right, one right, ends right. up being, but still, mm-hmm. everybody, especially every city worker, whatever position you work in, well, no, it should know this is number one. This is number ten. Is is that a page out of the military's book? It's one hundred percent right. Right, 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 right. Is that what we need? We need more of a regiment uh, than, than well, what we're and, seeing and, right and now. Nobody wants two regiments. Right, right, right. But, so th- these are really, really old school uh, uh, business models, by the way, and, mm-hmm. and so we we used to have what we would call the army business model. Right. And this is how we would describe it. This is how we'd break things down. Mm-hmm. In, in, you know, in, in being in the economics major and, and on the business side, this is a theme that's constantly said. Mm-hmm. Set priorities, mm-hmm. communicate directly with your subordinates, right. enforce those priorities. Right. And then the term I like to use is don't accept ING words. And, and Mr. Kerr, what I mean by that mm-hmm. is never let somebody that bringing you a status mm-hmm. use the term I'm fixing that. I'm working on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You accept. You want ED? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's fixed. It, either it's fixed right. or uh, it will be complete this date. Gotcha. Don't accept ING words. Interesting. So uh, the enemy's right around the corner. What are we doing? Oh, I'm, 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 I'm working on that. That's not what the Army wants to hear, I guess. Yeah, that's, I don't think that's what any business wants to hear and so uh, your your military acumen and what you're learning as a young man getting your your master's yes, in, in what again economics in business economics. in business economics that's helping you right I, I would hope so sir yeah yeah no no I mean and then and, and but you, what I'm saying is you're gonna apply what you've know in 23 years of, of military experience and and what you're learning now academically these are fundamental you know this is what we should be applying sure. obviously but I get back to the differences in ideology, like someone like Cliff only, he seems to be, he seems to think that he's mayor. So let me, let me put a hypothetical in front of you. You become one of the council members and you, you work with Cliff only. Um, what say you about, you know, your working relationship with Cliff and knowing what Cliff is all about. And, and again, I, I go back to that democratic process, uh, whether, whether it's Cliff, whether it's Mr. Ruggiero, whether it's Mayor mm-hmm. Smith. Whoever, and I'm just using these names, sure. for example, by the way, I'm, I'm not targeting. Anybody. No, I understand. So, it, so the military teaches us all, in particular on the, on the officers, I, and I was enlisted for a long time, by mm-hmm. the way, mm-hmm. if, if I never said this. You learn that type A de- de-escalation, mm-hmm. uh, especially as, as you move farther and farther away uh, up, up, up the ranks, things of this nature, everybody becomes more and more type A. I mean, you got guys that jump out of airplanes and kick doors in for a living. Right. It takes a certain type of yeah, mentality does. to do this. Right. Um, and, and then afterwards to sit down and, and review each, each other's performance. By right. The way. So right. Right. With, and again, whether, whether it's Mr. Olney or any of the council members, 
the first is de-escalation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the second is, is understanding perspective. Mm-hmm. So clearly listen to whoever's side of the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, be able to rationalize and, and put any logic that may be behind that. Mm-hmm. Come up with your own perspective because now you've listened to all. Sure. And then come up with a, a very reasonable response. Mm-hmm. If you do anything else, it, you know, it, it's listened for. Mm-hmm. Listen to listen. Don't listen to respond. Sure, sure. I got to do a break right now, and we're talking. We will obviously continue right to the top of the hour here with Michael Ratchford on a Thursday. Let's do this, and we'll be back right after these messages. I'm Doug Osborne, and I'm running for Watertown City Council because decorum and fiscal responsibility need to be restored to our local government. Thank you. Paid for by the committee to elect Babcock for council. All right, we're back. A couple minutes left. Um, So if anyone wants to chime in and speak with, uh, or have a question rather, with uh, Michael Ratchford here, by all means, give us a shout. 755-1240. And uh, Michael would like to hear from you. So, uh, uh, all right. So, Winslow Street. How how's the, how how do the streets look? The the pavement and whatnot on Winslow so, Street. So you know, w- Winslow is obviously a little bit rough, but it's it's obviously in in the uh, cycle to to have some improvement. It? It, yes, sir. I, I've looked over that. It it is. Winslow is uh, a beautiful, beautiful area. Um, you know, big, big, beautiful homes. Um, all turn of century. Yeah, all, all of it. I mean, and, and, and for those young listeners, that's last century. By the yeah, way. <laughs> yeah, right. And you could tell, I mean, I mean, you know, the oldest, I mean, I was in Sackett's yesterday and, it's, and the one building and one church that was built in 1823. So this is an old area, despite the fact that it was only founded essentially in 1800, which is really not yesterday in the whole scheme of things. So with the remaining two and a half minutes, tell us about your platform and why people should consider you next Tuesday. And, and yet again, there's no, there's no part of this where I've actually considered the the actual term platform or agenda. Mm-hmm. My platform is represent people's interest. Mm-hmm. It, what is important to the to city and, and, and I bring with that this sense of obviously the, the discipline mm-hmm. and I bring also with, with the economic education and I bring also the experience of already using a federal taxpayer's money. Mm-hmm. That was, that was my job to, to spend taxpayers money by right, the way, right. either acquisition or, or procurement. Mm-hmm. And, and then make those hard decisions. Do do I fix this? Do I repair this? Mm-hmm. Or do I buy brand new? So mm-hmm. there's there's decades of already doing that with other people's money. Mm-hmm. And being that good steward of taxpayers' money is exactly what our city needs. Yeah, right. And, right. and then the other part of that is long-term maintenance plan. We would use the term always improve your foxhole. Mm-hmm. And that means always plan for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What's the five-year maintenance plan? What's the 10-year maintenance plan? One last question. Do you plan on dying here? I'm, I'm pretty sure that's uh, probably going to happen now that what I said about the Irish when I, when I go home tonight. But. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, it seems like you have a lot of reasons to stick around, which is awesome. Michael Ratchford, thank you very much. Pleasure, sir. <clears throat> Excellent. Uh, and, of course, the big day is Tuesday. Uh, oh, Got to turn that off first before we go into CBS. Oh, did I do it right, Mike? Let's see. I did. Up next, CBS News, AM 1240. Uh, oh, you know, I screwed it up. Uh, oh, no. You know what? I'm not even. You know what? Here's the problem, Mike. We got a minute left. I'm such a more I uh, my I don't know about you you're younger than I am but my uh um the pollen count is killing me it's I thought we were rough. it's just all I don't know if you could see me right now I, I put my glasses on it's even worse I thought it was at the top of the hour I was one minute away so that's great so no platform you're sticking around your your wife is a is a Notre Dame fan is she a Yankee fan just for the record she is what are you in terms uh, of baseball just curious well 
Again, I, I grew up around the Braves. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, okay, okay, how, how about yeah. this? And, and this is for my buddy Nate that's listening. Obviously, yeah. the Yankees and yeah. anybody that can beat Boston. <laughs> well, then we're, we're friends again. Because uh, Braves, you know, I, I'll never forget 1996, 1999. I'm sure you're not happy with that. Uh, but uh, the Yankees aren't performing as well these days anyway. And I love the new stadium that the Atlanta has, uh, despite the fact that the other one was like three weeks old. AM 1240, WE10, Watertown makes this legal. Up next, CBS News. See you tomorrow. CBS News on the hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Mom.